Welcome to the Nailed It Wall. Ah! On this week's episode of the Nailed It Wall, we're going to be talking about all things CSTA. And getting lost in downtown Phoenix and way overpaying for parking. Buckle up and enjoy the ride. Welcome to episode four of the Nailed It Wall. I'm Mr. Lane the STEM Guy. I'm Mrs. Schofield. On this week's episode, we're going to talk about all things CSTA. CSTA stands for Computer Science Teachers Association. And this past week, they had their big worldwide conference in our backyard, Phoenix, Arizona. But with every episode, we always love to start off talking about how we nailed it. Now, I went down on Sunday. I had a training that the district paid for me uh, to go for this microbit training. I was so excited. Um, I wasn't really paying attention to the time. And there was a Diamondbacks game on Sunday as well, right at the same time that this conference started. I parked. I was so excited. I, I got down there. I knew where I was going. And I walked into the three wrong buildings. Now, on my travels, as, a, as I'm lost, trying to get to this thing, mind you, it's like 12.59. I haven't checked in at the CTA, CSTA conference yet. And uh, somehow I gathered two people from Utah and a person from Utah, and they put all their faith in me to try to get to this right place. Now, with the Phoenix Convention Center, I didn't realize that there was like three separate buildings where things might be happening. The first building I went into was just locked up. You couldn't even get in, in the thing. The next one, it was like a ghost town. It was kind of eerie how, how there was nobody in there. And the fact that these people put their trust in me, they're like, you're going to get us there. Luckily, I got us to our micro bit training five minutes late, checked in. The people at CSTA were amazing, getting us all squared away. Now, that, I mean, we're, we're just notorious. We are notorious. Now, after you tell your story, we got to talk about our new rule that we created uh, as a team here. And you want to talk about um, your, your experience? Yes, so I had to drive down on Monday, and unlike you, I did not know where I was going. I was just excited that I had figured out it was at the Phoenix Convention Center. So I, I'm really notorious also for like just saying, I'll just wing it, which really in general does not typically go well with me for me for direction things but still the good news was you're you're super early you're excited Uh, we took two separate cars just because i was worried about ryan in case something happened and i had to leave i didn't want you to have to come with me so it did not go well for me so (laughs) i for a long time when i first got down there first of all there's tons of construction down there and there's a lot of one-way streets which are that you really need to be focused on that actually going home I almost went down the wrong way um, so struggled with that and I would just pick these random guys in cars that looked like they looked dressed up and maybe were into computer science <laughs> there's major profiling happening there and so if they tended to go the same direction as me for a little while then I would just kind of follow them a little bit and think you know, well, they must they must be going the same place, but none of so them. So you're were. like that creepy person, just totally following that people. Creepy, creepy person. But then finally, I was so thrilled after passing many parking places. I was just thrilled to find a parking garage that was open. So I went in and I couldn't see any signage about anything about it, and so I just parked and figured I'll figure it out later. And I did when we left. That was really expensive, twenty four dollars. Um, for that parking spot, which I think 
think it's funny because you paid event parking the day before, and that was a whopping what? $15. $15. So a lot more, and it wasn't an event. And then uh, on Monday, parking. I was one block past you, one and block, I, yeah. I paid $5. And yeah. I told you, I was like, I was like, go right next to the stadium. You did. You did. But I had already parked, remember? That's I had true. already parked. And so... Then that was that was pretty awesome. I didn't know how badly I'd nailed that part until getting back to the car. I don't think I've ever seen you so appalled like I was in terms of uh, the price of <laughs> the price of that parking. <laughs> I'm like... still really bitter about that. <laughs> um, if anybody needs to know where some good parking spots are, do not ask me. So then go into the conference and like you said, the, the people at CSTA were amazing. So friendly, great check-in process. It was awesome. I get my swag bag, which has really cool things, and then head to the workshop and you and I had barely touched base about what the procedure was and for you it was totally different right so you showed up the day before you went right in it's seamless so no reason for us to believe anything different the next day and so and I this is like our first time going to like a, a major national conference yes. and you know we have no clue how no these clue. things work no and you know all. we got a you know arizona teachers got a caller uh, a scholarship from csta and we're like oh i think the days that we can go are monday and tuesday right right and so and that was amazing to get the registration covered and we we're so appreciative and really excited uh so then i go and sit in the workshop and i think i'm a good 45 minutes early, maybe a half hour early. I don't know, somewhere around there. Long time. Just me and the presenter, and she's doing her thing. And, and then someone comes to check me in, and I realize I was supposed to actually register for this course. So the lady said, just go up and go up and do that really quick. And so I did go up there. But as I was leaving, the lady said, well, don't forget to bring your purse to pay the $150, which I will tell you, I had not. <laughs> yeah, and you thought she was joking. <laughs> I thought she was joking. So I started laughing. And then she was most definitely very sincere. So I had to decide, do I want to stay for the workshop? Do I want to pay 150 bucks? Uh, ultimately, I decided. Well, the whole day was all workshops. So, like Monday was all day workshops at each one. If you paid one hundred fifty dollars, it was seventy five dollars for the follow up one. Right. And what did you end up deciding? And so I decided it was worth it and you, to pay. And for us, we are constantly looking for conferences and workshops and things that we can go to to really grow. That's where we're constantly looking to grow as teachers, and. I just thought this would be this would be worth it. I thought it would be really cool, and I have to say, I'm really, really glad that I did. Yeah, and I, I, I commended you. I'm like, you're pulling the trigger on $150, and you're like, you're like, I came all the way down here. I'm gonna get something out of it, and then I was jealous because I was signed up to go to the MIT App Inventor. Now I didn't know. I thought like. You had to have the download like on a Windows computers, and then all my classroom computers have now been switched to Chromeboxes. So I, I, I was going in, in there thinking that I was going to this training that I was going to learn these things that I was going to have access to in terms of like software downloads. So I was really discouraged. I walked in, and there was a big uproar at the beginning about the presenter couldn't get her flight in. They were like, you can go to the front or get a, uh, get your money back, or you can go to a, a new one. I was so excited. I just turned around. And I'm like, all right, I know where I'm going. And she's like, are you sure? I'm like, yep, I know where I'm going. And I went in, and I thought there was someone, and, and I thought you were already in there. I almost went up and like tapped this lady on the arm and be like, hey, stranger. 
and then you came in and you were so shocked I was in there. You're like, you're like, you are a true honey badger. I like, really thought you, you were. You thought I just went in there and was doing my own thing, and I almost wanted to let you believe that for a while. That I just sat in there. I was like, I'm, I'm at this one now, and like sometimes those weird things work out for you, and it was so perfect. And often they do. Well, the reason I thought you were being a honey badger is I tried to get you on that list when I thought I was getting us on the list to begin with not having properly registered and i knew for sure you were not because they checked for your name but yeah it totally it really did work out and so when you talk about you know a perceived failure it was kind of a failure <laughs> like to not pre-register and to not have you know all the ducks in a row but that's not really our style anyway no, not at all and so it did it worked out so much better than we would have thought it would so and we could have left like i could have left and been done for the day and i i got so much out of the day and then it would have been the worst case scenario if i didn't get to join that class Mm -hmm. and you left and uh the ms uh make code is an amazing website what they're doing uh in terms of like hardware that things are compatible compatible with we did the ms make code arcade and even if you went to it like i told you i was like there's no way you could have explained like all the awesome things that you learned in that over three hours we coded three different games now make code it works with the ev3s now um like the meow bits like what else was there the the circuit playgrounds like there's just so many cool things that uh microsoft is doing with this uh of course the micro bits um as well the raspberry pi zero is some kind of a connected tool to be able to take it to like yeah the for the arcade, arcade yeah part of it which is cool um jacqueline she was just amazing, amazing like how she taught this class we we created our first game where uh you know it's like a true game boy mm-hmm. setup like as yeah. your controller as you're going through so it brings back that nostalgia and literally a big part of my year is like creating scratch cade games with the makey makeys and for this kind of coming back into play from a code standpoint was just so amazing and I just absolutely loved how she taught the class. Like she gave us the perfect amount of time. She showed us these difficult concepts. She asked like these probing questions and we, we walked away with being able to play a game on the meow bits, which are awesome. They're up $30 and you can take your code and you, there's like just kind of like with the micro bits or the makey makeys there's no software it's just like a flash drive you just like flash into your computer you can download it so you shouldn't run into any problems like with firewalls uh, for all the schools out there for your districts and we were playing a game that we coded like within minutes right we were well you know the other thing is all those things that you were mentioning that work with it those are all pretty affordable technologies too. The meow bits is about 40 bucks. The micro bits is how much did you say? 17? Yeah. $16. Yeah. Super, super, super affordable. So again, when you're trying to put together a space to, you know, get kids coding, do things that, um, complement the other technologies that you're using, that's an incredible resource to find and be able to put to use right away. The meow bits though, that was so cool to be able to take our game, create it right there then immediately download that into like a you know a handheld device and be able to actually play it i just was blown away it was so cool no and it was awesome you created this princess game like a maze game uh pretty impressive uh what you created there i and we got to keep a meow bit which was exciting that was like really so exciting. so your, your your cost of the course went down like 35 dollars right, right there that's right uh gaining that meow bit 
I, I took it to uh, pick up my kiddos who were hanging out with their friends, and they all played it, and they all loved it, and immediately they were already asking questions that we as teachers were asking, like for next levels, how can you make this harder, um, the ability to do different things, and it was awesome that something that always prided us was like what Hadi from code.org always said. The first thing he always said was, uh, the most powerful thing is creating something with code and it can be in someone's hand around the world and uh, you don't know what people are doing with that code and uh, Lily was just absolutely in love with the game and she just wanted more and more and more. She's like, can you download it now? And I'm like, oh, the computer's dead. I was telling her about my, my, my fighter playing game and she's like, I want to play it now. And it's just so excited to kind of see what a kid going into first grade is just so passionate about you know well and then how you were saying how the kids were wanting more and more but i really liked at the conference or at the workshop how they jacqueline was saying these are the things that are already on our plans this is what we are working towards and then this is a wish list which would be like the next phase of plans but they're already forward thinking and they're already realizing that there's room for improvement to you know just kind of take that feedback and they even said to us in the workshop what things do you guys want what feedback because you can tell that they actually take that and improve upon it and that is such a great example of you know the engineering design process is you know kind of just continue to tweak it and make it better and better and to take the feedback of the people that are actually using it but plus when you told me that uh, lily had played the game then i immediately wanted to make it better and i think that as kids are creating then they'll when they see people playing that they'll think like oh i wish i would have done this or i would have tweaked this and then that's going to make them better as well yeah and i love the instant qr codes that it gave oh that gosh, so cool. where you could play on your phone your ipad it wasn't as good as the meow bit like for that uh, instant controls but it is it's still in the beta version and uh, just the things it. that we could do with the uh, the arcade thing was so cool. And you thought about so your cool. class of, like, you do a lot of, like, storybooks. And now, all of a sudden, like, you're going to be able to take this scale and be like, all right, you're going you're gonna to create a game, like, you know, about, like, atoms or states of matter. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, you're going to make all these things. Like, so many things you could do with it, like, on the, the STEM uh, science teacher side of everything. Totally. Well, and then for Moxie Girls, obviously, you know, that was the other thing I really loved about this is you and I have played around with scratch I have done some you've done a lot more but it it's something that I really have to go back and spend a lot of time to kind of brush up those skills but I really loved this one because I can put that in front of my kids my eighth graders that may not have that background or even the new moxie girls and I think it's so so beginner friendly and I love that about it it just the whole setup about it and just how smoothly and there were bugs but I like that debugging process button yeah, that thing cool. that they had and that's a great thing to have kids be able to you know, use while they're still getting used to coding and stuff. I just, I absolutely love that program. Yeah, there were definitely things that I loved a lot more in uh, Make Code versus Scratch. A lot of things were easier, like just the time countdowns versus like creating all those steps for variables, kind of creating down, uh, doing a countdown. Uh, so definitely, uh, it's definitely on the up and up, and especially with how easy it is like in terms of software and computers and connecting and downloading that everything's basically just like a flash drive so i'm looking forward to definitely learning so much more and the cool thing about it was how many 
different types of people who were oh just gosh. in that one class yeah. with people we met. There was two teachers from like South Korea. Like we were hanging out with that professor from the University of Missouri. Super cool. Um, a lot of admin, a lot of teachers, just like a, a great mix of people in there. And I think that. Uh, couldn't believe like the day before the microbus training i was like working with a teacher from california and a teacher from guatemala it was just so amazing hearing her story where she was just passionate passionate about computer science and uh giving these opportunities to to students in guatemala i was just blown away by uh how much this has grown in this past year's conference they said there was over 1088 uh, people that attended this year's conference wow and just a couple years ago like 300 would have been a huge number and it's really amazing like how this is we talked earlier today just how uh education is changing how we've been so passionate about kind of leading this charge and doing like all these cool things with our students and finding these cool opportunities through conferences like this well and it's just so versatile you know how you said in three hours we made three different games and they were all so different but then showing kids you know, computer science and STEM and just that maker mentality to be able to show them that in such a variety of ways. But, you know, the best way to reach kids is where they're interested in and being able to create an arcade game in that capacity um, that they could actually share with that QR code immediately. Just kids would be so into it. And they're learning a ton, not just about coding, but what is the more important part, I think, is the the problem solving and going back and and fixing things and and making a better fine tuning and find your errors and stuff like that because there were things that we got wrong and we were like where's where's the error there and that was before we found out about the debugging button and it was cool you know like you had to go back in and you know really do problem solving to find out where things kind of went off the rails and that would be so beneficial to kids and they would love it yeah and this morning i was even just thinking about my first year of teaching like in the district i was in they didn't give me my own uh, teacher computer so i had my own like macbook so i was always like so concerned about locking my door i had like one student desktop computer wow and then i saved like two old iphones that i had for like apps or things we would use for like google searches if we need to or spelling like dictionary a lot and it was insane like now in 10 years like you think of how far education has come yeah. in terms of like almost everyone being one-to-one you think of how cheap these products have gotten now like robots are like oh you can get this robot for 30 dollars and you're literally building these robots from like the motherboard up to like that all these cool. different things and connecting it with code and just my mind was just kind of blown thinking about my first classroom i was just so excited to have my first classroom and i had one desktop computer not even a teacher computer one desktop computer and we were class sizes of like 30 to 35 and now we're in an age where you know digital responsibility is like part of who we are as educators because it's in everyone's household well and the, just being able to make them so much more literate in those technologies is such a, a cool responsibility it really is our responsibility because that's the future i mean there's no doubt about that so to be able to do it in so many different ways i cannot even imagine having so little access then but it's interesting though is you you don't know what you really need until you start you know kind of growing and seeing the possibilities and then it kind of opens new horizons but i also the other thing about that i like about the arcade game thing is is not just the coding aspect and the problem solving but the art thing how oh, the like pixel, the pixel art, art yeah and like think about that from a kid that maybe is not really into the tech part of it or like the coding but they would love love that artistic expression and that they would get so much out of that you know i loved that yeah and 
just thinking like as a teacher like I already know, like, you thinking, like, you're like, oh, I want to put more levels in, like, so it's, like, those things, like, it, it's still in beta, it needs to come out of beta, like, you know, to get those little bugs out there, but mm-hmm. the kids would just absolutely lose their mind, like, they when would. they get more levels, and be able to save, like, the high high score. Now, yeah. anytime we go to a conference, we absolutely love going to the exhibitor's hall, just because we have that opportunity to... Uh, to meet and talk with people, and that's what we love. And uh, there are some pretty amazing people. There are some noticeable uh, groups that we think that should have been there that weren't there. Sure. But um, we totally have a blast at that. And I mean, I think everyone knows now the way to a teacher's heart to get their attention is cool stickers. Totally, like, the stickers. You know, if you if you have amazing stickers, teachers are going to come. Teachers don't want pens anymore. They do like candy and mints, they, but you know the the stickers. I would say you. no. You took mints. Okay, I'm <laughs> saying. <laughs> but the stickers, I mean, truly, as simple as that is, and honestly, I don't think our kids are that much different. You know, I think that they have that similar mentality. It's the little things that really get you fired up. And yeah, we totally just went bonkers on the swag. Oh yeah, that was awesome. I loved hanging out with the CS First people. Mm-hmm. We probably spent like 20 minutes just talking to them, so like cool. how we use it, different things like that, the bird brain technologies. I was talking to them for a little bit. Uh, you, you said I was a little harsh to uh, little bits. Like uh, <laughs> a little, sometimes little I just uh, I just tell people how I think, you know, because people go into these things and. You know, like as admins, like, you know, this is the new craze, it's like CS for all, and you can just be bombarded with curriculum because that's where people are going to make their money now on the backside. It's like, oh, we can do this, but curriculum's free. You know, if you look at like you know, San Francisco Unified, like they put out the entire micro bit, you know, curriculum that's free for taking. And when I talked to like Sam's, uh, is it Sam's Labs or I something like that? This. I mean, they were selling that their big whole push was this new 10 micro bit set minus. Mind you, 10 micro bits would cost $160. It had a charging station and like lights that kind of went along with everything. But as an administrator, you'd be like bombarded, be like, oh, I just went to this train. I think it's awesome. Uh, well, you know, just to buy a class set, that's going to be $4,500, you know. Yeah. And, you know, I think something that we pride ourselves on is like understanding the cost and sustainability of that technology and what we can do with it. And they were they, they were pretty taken aback when I when I uh, brought my concerns really up <laughs> about yeah, like uh, and I didn't realize I was being so uh, gruff and to the point. But it wasn't so much gruff, just more to the point. It was very you can tell that people don't question that a lot. Yeah, for and sure. yeah, that they 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 were pretty uh, taken aback by me crunching the numbers and so true. But you know, like how you were saying about what did you say the San, who is the San Francisco what is it uh, school district like this school district so that's the thing that a lot of people don't know there are so many free resources out there but you don't necessarily know if you're not exposed to it I mean that's why Twitter is so huge for us is we get to hear about so many things based on things that people post in that respect but you know that was my hugest takeaway besides the sticker haul that was awesome we, we, we crushed the sticker game we really did but is finding out how many free programs there are and you know when the big push is cs for all there's no reason that you shouldn't be able to do that because not only are there stellar free resources but there's such a variety and you can do it in all these different ways and then that's really a passion that people are trying to uh, step up and lead that charge and just kind of be part of that conversation but to offer it to educators for free and to really partner and say well you don't have to figure it out we've put together this thing and it's free and it's user like you could use it you know immediately 
That's huge. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the face, you know, it kind of goes that hashtag teachers give teachers. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's come to this point where there's just so much out there, so much good stuff that teachers are just sharing everything. And that's that's what they want. And when I went to that micro bits training, they gave a two semester uh, micro bits curriculum away. And I was like, I was like, why are you doing this? And I'm like, are you just good people? And she just talked to me about the fact that. We want that to get out there because when you make something better, we want you to share that and, you know, inspire uh, more teachers to use it this way and show what you're doing. And it was kind of so cool to kind of hear them really talk about how much work they put into this curriculum and talk about all these other different places and what they're doing and kind of building off of that and kind of becoming this awesome curriculum just based off of what all these other teachers are doing around the world. Yeah, and then also... When you talk about getting teachers to be willing to bring computer science into their class, I think that there's so much research now that really shows, you know, undeniably the importance of it, the relevancy and the need for it. But I think their biggest hesitation is just lack of training and lack of background in that. And so really, and well, in time, but really just, I think a lot of people would be willing if there were better support to be able to really implement that. I mean, you're one of the few that has just taken this and run and they need people like that to, you know, help them. And then the big, t- um, who are some of the big companies that we saw? So we saw Amazon, Facebook. Um, Amazon was awesome. Yeah, they got mad at me. Uh, they had Scout there. I was so excited <laughs> to see Scout. I'm like, put the package in. And then I asked them if it was a model or prototype. It was a model. And then you went off and you were talking to them, kind of like what they're doing, the students. You talked to the coach of the FLL team. And I took a picture of the inside and three Amazon employees basically threw me to the ground and awesome. made me yeah. delete the picture. No, I'm only kidding. But yeah. they, they said they do not like pictures of the inside leaking out. So I didn't want Jeff Bezos knocking at my door. Uh, but they were awesome. It was just Scout. If you don't know what Scout is, Scout's their robot, uh, apparently, that's making deliveries. They're rolling this out in Spokane, Washington. Just drives down the robot. It's the cutest little thing. And I was just so excited. I was like, I was so geeked up. Like, like Oh, yeah, it was. It was. I was like, this thing is awesome. And a lot of people don't know what Scout is. When yeah. I was talking about last night, I'm like, have you heard of Amazon Scout robot? And they hadn't heard about it. And it was so cool showing the pictures. I told the kids it was Santa. They named it Scout after Santa's Scout elf robot. And the kids were so fired up about that. But it was just, uh, I love the people from Engineer of the Week. That was totally oh something gosh, that so cool. coming out of Facebook. So it's yeah. a free program that kind of gives back, that gives challenges to students, middle school and high school, uh, to come up with these solutions and work with business partners. With no background. Yeah. And, and she, she said those four girls had no background. And it very much reminded me of the empowerment from something like the Samsung Challenge. Um, but, you know, this is just such an incredible program to me that it's free, that they and they have these things. So she said that they either create a, a prototype or a, what was the other yeah, thing? They come to the end, like they'll come a finished product. Like sometimes yeah. they'll even give them like the rough and then I don't know if the Facebook engineers like kind of do the backside of yeah, everything. But, but and that competition that those four girls made, they made some kind of an app type thing, right? A, I don't know, something like that. And then it's to, was to find like shelters. Oh, p- find, food pantries, food pantries. Yeah, like, to find, yeah the food pantries and locally. And what an amazing thing. And it was just an idea that it was brought to light. Again, it reminded me of the hack wars that, um, you know, that American Airlines partners with, but taking groups of kids, giving them an opportunity to find a, a 
problem in their community that they connect to and then well what's the solution what an amazing opportunity for these kids i love that it's free yeah and i loved like talking to them i mean that's what we love to do we just like love to talk to people yeah. uh different schools different big corporations big small like we'll, we'll just sit there and like so many people just come up and listen to us what we're talking about and me and you are just like going off like with one-liners sometimes sometimes saying the truth about things i don't want to hear but you know like it's it's good to talk to these people because like that's once true. you have that opportunity it's just it's it's such a good time because there's so many things you learned even the the microsoft program mm -hmm. for like kids that are blind learning yeah. the code oh, with these so cool. the stack blocks and it's like and that's truly cs for all yeah that is well and the other thing i liked you know i think sometimes i don't know maybe this is just me but when you go down an exhibitor's hall you kind of start getting nervous about going to certain tables because you don't want to be sold on everything you know you and i got our badges scanned a lot so i'm sure we're going to be getting a lot of uh, a lot of emails i know but in hindsight I, I, I regret that the whole thing was about protecting your data and yeah, and I was yeah next time I'll put a sticker <laughs> hashtag nailed it so the thing is though is that you don't it's hard to believe that there's so many booths that are actually just like hey this is free and we want to tell you about it which is cool but then even the wonder workshop um, exhibit you know they're selling product they're selling those robots and all kinds of stuff curriculum and the guy that was there who is someone that we follow which I should he's awesome Brian something I'm gonna look that up <laughs> um, really sorry about that but he was so awesome because I just was telling him you know I have these four robots that I got and I really haven't had a chance to dive in where can I find good materials for this just to kind of um, you know have the, the kids learn about this and he took so much time to you know show me the resources and took it in so many different levels and I'm so pumped to be able to use what I have now but you know they don't have to do that you know but that just shows you that community of people genuinely want to make computer science a, a norm you know they have that that common idea and passion and they want to help you know and i just was so I was so pumped that he took the time to do that, and I'm really excited about those robots now. Yeah, and the coolest thing, you talked about Moxie Girls in the introduction, and there's two ladies from uh, Psy Girls, oh, which yeah. is a show on PBS. Right. Season 5 is coming up, and it's all about computer science, which is so awesome. I love talking to them about uh, the success of Psy Girls, like the impact it's having, and you know, you're about to enter your fourth year running Moxie Girls, and you know all this you know, it was barely even a conversation four years ago. And it was just so cool to kind of see, like, this is a TV show that girls are into, even even with the kids' Mythbusters. Like, there's that 14-year-old yeah. in there. She's doing so many cool things. And, you know, like, so much has changed. You're talking about, like, teacher, like, it was a teacher that could barely um, speak English, but he was, had a smile on his face, oh, yeah. and he was, was there. So and cool. I, I couldn't imagine, like, how hard that would be to go to this conference. And it just truly kind of embraced, like, everything in terms of, like, drones, robots yeah. unplugged like the conversations about standards it was it was pretty amazing it was a pretty amazing experience and i'm glad we got to do this in our backyard i am too it was pretty awesome and i think we're going to end it on that note uh join us next week as we uh dive into uh our favorite documentary that we have not seen yet most likely to succeed if you're like us and you can't get enough of the nailed it wall follow us on twitter Search for me at Mr. Lane the STEM Guy. And for me at A Positive Proton.